0: On this AV Nation special, we sit down with three manufacturers looking at the state of the audio in the audiovisual industry, where we're going with networking and what our biggest challenges are ahead. All that and more next on this AV Nation special.
1: The network for the AV industry.
2: What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: This is an Aviation Special, the state of audio. This is an Aviation Special. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. What we're doing is we're kind of stepping down uh, this summer, in the summer of of COVID and, and everything, all of us kind of working from home and learning from home. We're to get we want to get a sense just after Infocom, honestly, right before we, we hit the fall, and get a sense of where we're at when it comes to audio, right, both networking audio and, and kind of where the industry is headed. Uh, we are in the AV industry, after all, and the A of that uh, obviously stands for audio. So with me, talk about that. First of all, Mr. Uh, Mr. Matt uh, from Rankis Heinz. Welcome, sir.
3: Thank you. Good to be here.
0: Absolutely, uh, Mr. Brad Price, who and I, he and I, have been a couple times together uh, doing uh, webinars. Uh, he is from Audio. Yeah. Welcome, sir.
1: I am happy to be here.
0: And a young man I got to meet the last time I actually went to a trade show uh, in real life, which was at ISC this year. Uh, Brian Pickowitz uh, from LEA uh, Audio. Welcome, sir.
2: Thanks for having me, Tim.
0: Absolutely. So let's let's get this off, Matt. Let's let's start with you on this because it's um, you know overarching. Um, and I'm also going to ask all three of you this, this first question, though, but, but overarching, as we sit here, we're taping this in July, halfway through the year, and quite frankly, I don't know if it's halfway through the crisis that we're in. None of us know that, but but what is the state of, of the audio industry as a whole where we sit right now?
3: Uh, in, in one word, I, I would say struggling um, because uh, you know, while some sectors I think are doing okay, others are not. So it, it just depends on what sector of audio you're in. Uh, clearly the, the live and production side of the market is uh, decimated. Um, the installation side has, uh, I, it is certainly contracted, um, but it remains busy, which is, uh, you know, that, that's a positive, I, uh, um, clearly. Uh, so that that's that 's the good part of it, but it's not, it 's not no one i 've spoken to it, it, is it at the same levels that it would have been this time last year
0: yeah certainly uh, Brad, when it comes to taking a look both from you 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 Audinate sits in an interesting position between you mm-hmm. know, working yeah. with the the dealers but also working with the manufacturers. What are you seeing
1: uh, Not that dissimilar from what Matt was talking about. Uh, we have seen a decline across uh, across all sectors to some degree or another. And I would agree with Matt that, that uh, the live sound part of things has definitely been just delivered a, a horrible punch uh, with everything being canceled. But we've seen some some hopeful signs and uh, some life out there in the install side, especially when it comes to things that uh, actually help facilitate distancing, like conferencing equipment that we're using now, uh, thing in, things in that space are actually uh, looking okay. And there's a lot of interest in what can be done with AV that is not putting a bunch of people in a room, so it's definitely down. And it'll take a while for everything to reorganize uh, around some new set of needs. yeah absolutely.
0: Uh, Brian, you, Brad m- mentions the fact that of us being able to help you know honestly our, <coughs> our, our, our people fellow people in societies uh, socially distance and, and still do some of these conferences, whether it's using tools like we're using today with Zoom. Or other ones. What are we? How are we able to, to use kind of our knowledge base of, of audio to help create a better experience?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, to Brad's point, we're we're seeing quite a bit of conference rooms and and uh, installs like that continuing. Um, so you know, using the technology such as you know our Dante models um, are actually we've we've seen a significant increase in our Dante models and our just mm-hmm. our analog models. So. Seems like people are embracing the technology through this and being able to use it to their advantage to, you know, whether that's potentially to get more business, you know, um, using the technology to, 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 to uh, make projects go quicker, if you will. Um, but yeah, how we, how we utilize the, the technology industry is, it's, it's definitely picked up from, a, from an interest standpoint, you know, with all the webinars everybody's doing. Um, and then we'll just see if it continues through July and August.
0: Um, Matt, we've all kind of talked on on various ones of these of these panels and and there was one we did a couple of weeks ago looking at the future of the workplace and the future of, you know, House of Worship and these other places where a year ago large crowds, right? Um, Rekha signs, you know, makes makes speakers. You guys, you know, House of Worship was one of your your main uh, verticals as we move out of this how are we able to, to leverage the technologies that we all kind of know and as most likely a lot of you are developing to help those verticals that you guys have already you know been in for years, help them move back in safely?
3: Yeah, well, uh, it, it'll all start, all of a sudden coverage will become even more important because you, mm-hmm. you suddenly have to use yep. more of your space. Um, so all the areas that you kind of said, ah, you know, it's not important to cover back there. All of a sudden that becomes important because of what will most likely continue is some amount of distancing. Um, and and uh, that I think is going to be addressed both inside and we'll probably see some uh, areas that will add things to the exterior of the building as well, areas that they haven't used in the past and maybe they canopy or they cover in some way so they, they can use the, the, the side parking lot or, or the, the, fr- the front entry of the building as another way to get the, the message uh, across. I mean, we, we've all heard about the kind of the, the drive-in churches and so on. I think as those start to move inside, um, there, there will still be options or options will start to be thought of about how we can also um, address crowds on the outside.
0: Real, real quickly, um, Matt. I want to cover two things with you. First of all, I want sure. I want you to explain. You know, if if somebody's kind of just getting into this, what you mean by coverage and and, and making sure that those areas that again a year ago they yeah. weren't as as concerned with, which t- today they are concerned with a, a better amount of coverage, a better plus minus DB.
3: Yeah, um, good point. Uh, I'm talking about areas that where there isn't seating necessarily. Uh, so maybe the, in the whole back part of the church or perhaps even the sides. So maybe where you don't have uh, pews or seating uh, for um, the uh, worshipers, uh, those may now be places where people choose to either stand or sit or, or what have you, they, they start to get utilized. Um, so a lot of times when people are designing churches or let's say what always made the most sense in in the past is you, you made sure you, you put the, uh, the sound on where the folks are going to be, which means it's going to be in the pews and that's where you're going to concentrate all your efforts. Well, now there's going to be ante rooms that may be utilized, um, that space between when you come in. In the door to the first pew, that entire area may be utilized. Uh, sides, uh, open sides of the churches may be utilized as well. Um, there may even be a shift in uh, in where the choir sits and, and how the choir is utilized in terms of maybe that's now where um, I was... Parishioners or worshipers. I'm sorry, I'm Catholic, so I'm a, I'm always going to get that vocabulary is always going to sneak in
0: there. The people uh, in the people in the in the in the pews, regardless yes. of what they're called.
3: There we go. Um, not yeah. to exclude anyone. Uh, exactly. So yeah, that that that's those are going to be the the kinds of things that suddenly, where no one thought of of putting sound or, or coverage are now going to be considered.
0: Yeah. All right, Brad. Uh, Matt actually brings up a really good point here, and and that is um, pickup of the uh, the audio now with because you know I'm going to go down the church route route for a second. I yes. started started in church production when I was 14, so let yeah. You know, it, it takes a lot to get out of me. Um, whether that's the, the the choir right or it's it's the live uh, band an actual you know acoustical instrument here, we're going to have to change the audio technicians. The other professionals are going to have to change how they produce this music whether that is yeah, well. the drive-in right or it is if it, it, it is a choir if you are doing what the doctors say and they social distance how on earth do you create a mic pickup system for a six-foot distancing choir
1: it gets really hard and at this point um you're probably looking at just simply more endpoints to get the job done yeah i need more mics to, uh, to spread this out in a safe way. Uh, I work as a musician when I'm not doing this. And uh, I've now seen uh, a lot of people adopting clever monitoring solutions because what, when they normally could hear someone just by proximity, now everybody's needing to use their own monitor systems so they can hear clearly what's going on, even in something like an informal jam. So um, I think we're gonna be seeing more of that. We're gonna see more use of microphones and uh, we're seeing a similar thing in other sectors too quite a few places and uh the other one that comes to mind which is similar in this uh in, in terms of the requirement for increased physical scope uh is is in the higher ed space same thing you've got a lot of people who normally would all congregate together in a lecture hall just like they would together in a church and now they can't do that and so they're similarly faced with a question of trying to get a lot of endpoints whether they're receiving endpoints more people able to speak more people able to be heard and more reproducing endpoints where people need to hear what's coming from that other room that seems now so far away. Um, So I think in terms of the music production side, we're gonna see more and more solutions where people have more separate lines for mics, more separate lines for monitors so that they can hear what they're doing uh, at a safe distance. If you've ever played live music on like a real large stage in front of a lot of people, then you have some idea what this is like. (laughs) Because you can see somebody else playing twenty feet away, and really not be able to tell what on earth they're doing, uh, unless you've got a good monitoring. Station. Yeah, absolutely,
0: uh, yeah. Brian. I want to get kind of your sense, and and, and also Matt's uh, from the speaker manufacturers' point of view. Is are, are are these live drive-in churches, drive-in concerts, drive-in you know, obviously drive-in movies, but the, the other way, places where we're we're folks are, are coming up with with creative ways, right, to till, to, to still do some of the things that we've been doing for years. Is this sustainable? Is this something that we're, we're going to see for the next year? Or is it going to be once once um, they tell us all, we can all get back together in one big group, um, we're going to do that. And, and that's going to go by the wayside.
2: Yeah, I mean, from, from my point of view, we've actually worked on a couple house of house worship projects where they have expanded their outdoor space. Both so they need the amplifiers and the speakers and everything. And they're they on the two projects specifically that I'm talking about, they're expand, expecting to do this for years. Wow. Right? So instead of instead of investing, you know, in a small little portable PA speaker on stick system that they bring in and out every weekend, um, they're they're doing it the fixed uh, install way, or the right way. Um, that's two specific projects that I've worked on. I mean, they're they're investing the money just in the event that it does go on for years. They're prepared. Um, They didn't want to make a short-term investment and have to make another investment, you know, six months, nine months from now when it just continues on. So, um, like I said, we've we've seen a few projects like that already.
0: Uh, All right,
3: Matt. Yeah, I I mean, what Brian just said goes right along with um, what I was talking about earlier with expanding the outside space. I think that's going to Give people more comfort, and and when you have um, even if things let's say go back to normal, um, that's that space will still be you you can still utilize that space for overflow and so on. So it's not a wasted investment, um, and and I really think there's going to continue to be as things open up and as we get more knowledge of of the of of this virus as as people feel more comfortable being around other folks um i i think the 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 whole drive-in idea of house of worship for example or or maybe even uh, concerts and so on that are going on you know people are going to want to gravitate back to being around other people even if they're six feet apart that that's just our our, our natural state as human beings, we, most of us want that social interaction. And one of the reasons that we we go to a a live show or we, uh, we attend church, um, part of it's the message, but also part of it's being part of the the,
0: the experience and, and of being there. Absolutely. Brad, I want to get more into the, the technical. I'll start here for a second. As As sure. audio moves more and more into the IT infrastructure, uh, obviously something that Audinate knows very, very well about. Uh, what, really. is impact, uh, what is the impact? What uh, is the impact going to be on the consultants, designers, uh, everybody down the right, right? So from, from designers, consultants, all the way down to the techs, what's the, what's going to be the biggest impact on all of those?
1: Uh, well, it's a continuation of the path we've been on now for quite some time. So uh, increasingly, you know, we find that installers and consultants are, are comfortable specifying network infrastructure for their projects. Um, and as these, uh, as, as social distancing and the continuing virus uh, con- you know, conditions uh, go on, um, then the advantage of, advantages of networks become a little bit more acute and well-defined. Um, if you really need to distribute audio over a wide number of endpoints to a lot of spaces over a lot of distance in order to, uh, to accommodate everybody, networking makes an incredible ton of sense. And if you're thinking about it from an old analog perspective, you're probably you know, going to go out of your mind trying to figure out how to do that, especially on an ad hoc basis. So um, I think that this is probably one of the pieces uh, among many that will continue to push the industry towards understanding and using networking simply because when you lay out what you need to do, you're going to come to the conclusion that there's really no other practical way to do it. If you're really going to try and get a lot of spaces where you can turn them on and off and use them on demand to accommodate spacing, there's nothing close to what you can do with a network to do that. So I think it's going to force the hand of some people who may have been sitting on the fence. Um, It doesn't change quite a few things. Obviously, if someone is specifying uh, items such as, you know, uh, references to the acoustics of the room where loudspeakers should be placed, a good choice of microphone for a certain purpose, all that remains the same. Um, We're talking about really understanding how the transport works and uh, what the level of effort and labor it is to get this done, which fortunately in a network situation is usually a lot less than if you're stringing analog cable all over
0: the place yeah absolutely a lot less a lot less labor a lot less copper too um, i just think uh, brian, it's
1: going to get to a point where it seems it seems almost inevitable because networking does certain things that are so well suited to this that it just simply becomes the obvious thing at the bottom of your calculations
0: yeah absolutely brian same question uh is, is what what's, what's going to be the impact of this and, and is there going to be a time when we don't do you know when we don't pull I don't know, 70 volt uh, or some other analog system
2: yeah, so to elaborate on Brad's point a little bit, I mean, years and years ago, you would see uh, lots of installs where the audio equipment would be on a separate network, uh, separate from the business network, separate from that. Um, not just with the COVID thing, but just over the past few years, as people start integrating networked audio devices into corporate, you know, like Fortune 500 company boardroom, stuff like that, the IT people almost demand that anything networkable stays on their network. So you're, you're no longer really strictly talking to the consultant or strictly talking to the integrator. Now that Fortune 500 company or whatever company's IT team is involved. So that's why, you know, using standard protocols like Audnaid does and us using Amazon web services for our cloud and standard off the shelf type technologies that IT guys are familiar with. That helps us and gives us one step in and above being able to accommodate, you know, all sorts of audio equipment on their network. So that doesn't specifically answer the exact question, but years ago, the audio network was just pretty much a standalone thing. And now it's becoming more and more prevalent on the main, main network backbone. So I think you'll just see that to continue, right? Where the IT yep. guy pretty much did the show.
0: Yeah, Brad, you're you're shaking your head. Yes, so I'll let you go.
1: Yeah, uh, we're we're seeing exactly the exactly the same thing. Uh, it, it's the the migration, like viewed from a high level, would be that when we started doing network audio, it was still separate from IT. So in that sense, something didn't change. The IT people didn't know this was happening because it was all with the AV guys running their own networks to do this. But now we're they're finally the the Venn diagrams are overlapping. And the IT guys are seeing that this is something that's on their network. And if it's gonna be on the network at all, then they wanna know it, they wanna control it, they wanna see it. Um, they wanna make sure that they have a handle on it. And so that's, uh, Brian's exactly right. It's pushing, it's pushing this into IT, uh, but it definitely started in an AV bubble.
0: Yeah. Matt, real quickly, because Brian brings up a really good point about, you know, talking to the IT uh, staff and getting on the IT infrastructure. This is something that that getting the the AV techs, whether it's the engineers or the consultants or what have you, on board with getting on on the network. You know, Brad made the made the point that you know eventually this will become you know almost like a no brainer. It, it just makes sense to put everything on the network. But getting those those old folks that are old, I'm I'm in that group too. So getting those folks who are, are you know kind of stuck in their ways, getting them into that. How can manufacturers or you know organizations like Ardenay? How do we help them uh, through education, but also through advocacy, showing them you know the, some of the some of the benefits of, of getting on the network?
3: Yeah, that, that, well, the, the main thing uh, there is uh, to be sure that we all are are using protocols that are uh, net, network friendly um, for the. Uh, for the corporate infrastructure, so that that takes in things not only the protocols but security. I mean, Brian mentioned mm-hmm. um, financial institutions and so on, um, and I think Brad did as well. But so by having those kinds of things in the type of um, networking protocols we're using, that makes it a little bit easier, even if the old, you know. Died in the wool, stuck in the mud, audio person that just says, ah, these networks, you know, what, what good are they? Even if you can hand them information from the manufacturer that says, here's your tick list. Here's everything that this, this does show this to the IT person and, and they won't have any issue with it. Then that, that makes the road a lot easier because um, unfortunately um, if Those of us that are in the audio world and want to remain in the audio world um, going forward, we're going to have to embrace networks, no matter how much we uh, dislike them or don't want to deal with them or or what have you. um, That's just the, the, you know, that's the nature of the beast at this point. So um, manufacturers can definitely provide more technical information and it doesn't have to be necessarily um, understood exactly by the audio person as long as they can hand them something to the IT folks that they understand that, that, that this is a protocol they can safely put on their corporate network.
0: Yeah, absolutely. In, in having a conversation with with a, a gentleman who has been in it longer than I have and, and we were having this discussion, uh, he made the comment, he said, well, audio is not going to go away. And, I, and I, I I was like, well, no, it's it's not you're still going to have endpoints, right? You're still going to have you, you, the ability to get my voice into somebody else's headphones, right? Or their speaker. It's that transport, right? It's, it's how it gets from point A to point B that we're talking about here. Right, Brad? It's just not, it. we're, we're not coming up with a, oh, I don't know, an, an AVIT microphone, right? It's, it's just getting no. it. You know, it, this is, I still speak analog, right? I mean, that guy is, I guess that's the best way to say it.
1: Right. Yeah. At, the, at the end of the day, we've got to wiggle air around. Yeah. And, uh, and pick up air wiggling around. <laughs> and so that doesn't change. We, we just improved our methodologies and our transport, so we're doing a better job. Uh, Thomas Edison would be thrilled. Because um, <laughs> we finally got so something would, and done. So,
0: and so would Tesla, just for the record, but I won't start that. So time. it, <laughs> oh, no, no,
1: love those guys. Um, <laughs>
0: uh, uh, all I don't right.
1: think of Tesla, I think of David Bowie. Okay. Wow, um, okay,
0: yeah. Very That's nice. a
1: movie reference there for you. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, Matt, Matt's right. Uh, networking increasingly is just going to become part of the way AV works and accepted as ground floor getting into it. But it takes a while. These things always take a while. There's always going to be a cadre of people who hold on to the old ways and they will as long as they can. And plus there's a lot of gear out there that just frankly works. You had a big analog console and it sounds great and all the pots don't scratch. It's like, yeah replacing that is expensive uh so i think we're we're seeing in in our own business because of course we sell primarily we're selling stuff to manufacturers to put their products on a network that's our main bailiwick but we also sell adapters and uh, we find an ama- those are incredibly popular which tells us oh there's a people who have tons and tons of non-network gear and they're just dying to use it on a network somehow anyway mm-hmm. and so they're doing that there is it's a stopgap it's not as Robust as having a complete top to bottom network product, but hey um, it's getting people more and more accustomed <clears> to the idea that this is how you get it done yeah,
0: absolutely all right uh, Brian I'm going to start with you this and go all the way around the horn as we, as we wrap up here. What is either the biggest challenge uh, the industry has or the biggest opportunity that we have uh, here coming uh, coming in the, in the next you know I don't know six months or a year
2: <laughs> yeah I mean to be honest when from my opinion so I spent a lot of my time in production doing tour sound for my past job so I mean my heart's in the live performance side of things Um, I think the biggest challenge is to get all those people that are you know without a job who support the live industry forever you know getting them getting them going again I mean I got plenty of friends who I you know pray for every night and hoping the best but they're not in a good position right so Mm-hmm. Um, anything that, you know, we can do to help them out as an industry, you know, that will pay back in the long term whenever they get back at it, right? So that's my little personal opinion, uh, just since I spent so much, so much time in that industry.
0: No, um, that's, that's the biggest
2: challenge.
0: That yeah, think. that's a good one. I like that one. Uh, Matt, same question, is, is what's either the, our biggest challenge or our, our greatest opportunity right now?
3: Well, they, they, to, to kind of um, broaden what uh, uh, Brian was talking about is our biggest challenge is uh, finding opportunities in in today's less less crowd centric um, experiences so and and that ranges from everywhere from whether it's live sound or in meeting spaces um, uh, we already we talked a lot about churches any any type of gathering so finding opportunities where all of our kind of products really thrive which is in, in, in not so much just in one on one communication it's one to many mm-hmm. um, so I while I see that as, as a, an absolute challenge um, uh, for the industry there will also be opportunities that pop out of that that we're probably not even thinking about right now so somebody so, some savvy salesperson or tech person is is going to come up with this is how we can handle uh crowds and still get the same experience and that's where all of a sudden it is it's something we all go wow why didn't i think of that and then that's where the the opportunity is going to come out of
0: yeah necessity being the mother of, of invention yeah yeah brad let you get the last one on this uh what's our our biggest uh, challenge or or chance we've got here
1: these are boom times for makers of um um of synthetic crowd noises because we need them no um <laughs> uh the the biggest challenge is uh I, it's very similar to to what uh Matt was saying uh, and that is of finding finding for us finding more places where uh where our products where networked audio and and increasingly now video as well um really have have an important role to play, and so we are like I'm sure everybody here is doing we are busy scouring the market and looking for those places where uh where sales haven't gone down and where people now have new needs and they're struggling to fill them and uh so we it's it's a lot of these areas we've talked about it's in it's in ways that people can speak to many people effectively it's in ways to do conferencing that makes some kind of sense it's in ways to do uh school higher ed uh, classroom teaching and so forth in ways that make sense, both in a hybrid environment and in a completely online environment. There's a lot we could go into there that we don't have time to. Um, but it's, it's a shifting of our focus because for a long time, I'm sure for many of us here, uh, things like live sound were some of the first low hanging fruit, that was, that was great stuff to get. And now that is just dried up. And so we're really forced to uh, put our, our sights in another direction. But that being said, there are there is a lot of hope, and there is a lot of uh, stuff that we can be doing in those areas, and we're finding a lot of interest in. So we're we're busy pushing in those directions to see what we can get.
0: Very good. That'll be a good place to stop. All right, Mr. Matt uh, Szczuski from uh, Rankus Hines. Thank you, sir.
3: Oh, thank you, and pleasure to be here. And uh,
0: awesome. Um, How do people get a hold of you or, or Rankis Hines?
3: Oh, simple. You can go to uh, rankdesigns.com. You, my contact information is on there, on the website. Contact me about anything that you're interested in, and uh, I will reach, be sure to reach back out to you. All
0: right, Very good. Mr. Brad Price from Audinate. Thank you, sir.
1: Yeah. Pleasure to be here.
0: And how do people get a hold of you or Audinate?
1: Well, you can always go to audinate.com. We've got our fabulously recently revised uh, website, um, which is really, that's been a fun project. Uh, and you can reach me at our usual encoded email. That's right. It's just brad.price at com.
0: Yeah. Very, very highly, highly technically in- it, integrated. We there.
1: do that. We do that so that people become interchangeable. You see.
0: We oh, I got yeah. you. Som- someday they're going to hire a price Brad and then just Pr- give I And mean, That's very- not really
1: my name. That's just my role. You know, oh, <laughs> understood.
0: Understood. all right. I got you. Uh, Brian Pickowitz from LEA. Uh, thank you, sir.
2: Thanks for having me. You can find us at leaprofessional.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Uh So LEA Professionals are tagged there. And then if you need to get in touch with me directly, if you go to our website, scroll down, you'll see my contact info. You can call me, email me, whatever. We'll, We'll get back to you as soon as possible. So thanks for having me again. Appreciate the time.
0: Right, very good thank you guys uh for us for av nation you can go by our website avnation.tv that's avnation.tv find programs like this and a host of others imagine the fact that uh you 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 could see me and Brian hanging out in ah uh, in uh, amsterdam if you go to our isc 2020 section mm. uh also coming up uh, we'll be covering cedia the virtual version of that uh and hopefully cross our fingers uh amsterdam or uh, barcelona for ISE 2021, so we have all four parsing our fingers. So all that and more at avnation.tv, that's avnation.tv.